from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by two guests. And I ask if, if you happen to be on 1200 WAI listening to us now, give us just five minutes to get started here. And I believe that you'll stick with us throughout the program. This is a cyber topic that is relevant to all of us out there. And it's something that if we don't address and really get thoughtful about having hard conversations with our kids uh, and with children we interact with, that kids are learning to do things uh, online that are cruel, and they will take that forward into adulthood. They'll use it to commit adult crimes online. Social engineering is kind of the evolution of where this goes, and they will do bad things all the way through. If they learn how to do it now, they learn how to get away with it. They learn how to get rewarded for it. So I'm super thankful uh, that I've been able to get two folks on here uh, that have founded what's called David's Legacy Foundation. And uh, Maureen and uh, Matt, can you guys uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves and uh, help share with our audience what David's Legacy Foundation is about? Yes, good morning. Uh, this is Matt Molak. I'm here with my wife, Maureen Molak. And, and uh, we started David's Legacy Foundation uh, just really just a few weeks after after losing our son in, in early January of 2016. David took his own life on that day, um, and we found out that, uh, or actually we experienced that in the three months prior to, to that, he had um, really begun a, a downward spiral that uh, was out of control, and, and we think the genesis of that was some some uh, cyber attacks that had been ongoing, from and, 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 uh, and they came to him in, in various forms. Uh, the, the most significant of which uh, w- was a, an Instagram attack in which uh, students uh, uh, started uh, a, a chat room and, and uh, just basically took turns uh, attacking his, his looks, uh, his relationship with his girlfriend, uh, threatening him, threatening his life, uh, telling him not to come back to school. And uh, toward the end of the... Um, of that uh, uh, conversation or whatever you want to call it, uh, I call it an attack. There was, you know, a hundred different comments from from dozens of students from his school, and uh, in in his mind, he just felt like like he was hated by his peers. And at that age, and to him, that uh, the the uh, acceptance of his peers seemed to be more important than than the love that we had for him as as a family and. and uh, and friends that he had and he came to us that evening and it was just uh, devastated it was late in the evening and and uh, he, he didn't want to go to school he felt everybody hated him and uh, and so we we uh, first uh, took action and, and got some screenshots and, and went up to the school the next day and showed them and they they realized that this was serious but um, but they uh, also said that there wasn't really anything they could do because it happened uh, off school campus and, uh, and and outside the school day, not during some kind of a school event. 
since there had been threats on his life, they, uh, and uh, and he and he felt threatened. The, the um, you know the school agreed to move him to a uh, to a uh, alternative school uh, in a separate campus, and and uh, he was moved there within a week or so of, uh, of the incident. After being there for a few days, we're able to get him into a, a private school. This was mid-semester in, in October of 2015. Once there, though, David, he was just in such a, a condition, such a uh, his mental state was so low and his self-esteem was so low that he never really gave it a chance. The school was doing a lot of things to to welcome him and encourage him, but um, he was just he didn't even want to go to the lunchroom while he was there. And within uh, uh, a week or so of starting at that new school, he, he made a first attempt on his life. And um, after that, there was hospitalization and and, uh, and therapy. Uh, he was he was released back in school for a few more days. And then uh, after Thanksgiving holiday, early December, there was another attempt uh, on his life, more hospitalization. And then uh, his last attempt was, was on the evening of... Uh, or early morning of, uh, of January 4th. And so the, um, we knew, my family knew, we, we were all thinking the same thing, but not really talking about it, that we wanted to honor our son in some way. And so uh, that, that's where the, the uh, foundation idea came. We had a lot of people coming to us uh, wanting to do things. Uh, there was a couple lawyers here in town, Jimmy Carter and, and Clayton Semesterla, uh, who we, we didn't know before this, they had gotten together and, and uh, wanted to do something uh, uh, providing pro bono legal service for people that were experiencing this uh, to, to help families uh, deal with schools and deal with, uh, with parents of aggressors. And so they um, called a meeting with uh, representatives of, uh, of the largest uh, law firms in town and, and uh, got a lot of interest there. And, and uh, so it, working with them, we, we rolled that uh, idea into the foundation. There was also the, the legislative uh, uh, front, which shortly after David's death, we were contacted by Senator Menendez's office, and, and he had been working, uh, starting a month prior in December, working with another family that had been experiencing this, but it was a little different. It was anonymous attacks that had been going on for months. And their issue was that they couldn't uh, identify who the aggressor was. And they had, had uh, gone to the school, they had gone to uh, law enforcement, even even the FBI, and were, were not able to, uh, to get an IP address and find out who this person was who was just uh, tormenting this child who had leukemia. Uh, and it went on for months, uh, just, just terrible things. He would, uh, they would close their account and he would reopen it again and, and he would taunt the family and it was just uh, terrible. But anyway, um, Senator Menendez wanted to, to look at legislation and, and as that as a, as a uh, part of the solution. And so we, we joined up uh, with him. And so that was another thing that we focused on uh, with, with the foundation. And the other part was just uh, just raising awareness after David's death. Uh, we, we found out uh, through talking with other other students, other parents, people all over the state, uh, all over the country, contacted us and, and shared terrible stories uh, about their kids experiencing this and the damage that it had done. And uh, and so we we wanted to to spread awareness and and so we we had a lot of things going on. We had. Um, 
uh, fortunately we had a, a, a great uh, lady, Trista Berry, uh, came to us and, and offered her assistance in kind of getting us organized and keeping us focused and, uh, and moving forward and, and really just trying to identify what we wanted to do, what we wanted to get accomplished. We, we knew that at, at that point we, we had a platform, but we, just, we wanted to be efficient and, and make the most of it at that time. So I know that's a long answer, but that's, that's how it got started. Oh, that's a great answer and uh, touching. And this is uh, one of the benefits of having a, a long-form uh, program here. Uh, for uh, those just joining us, uh, you're listening to Cyber Talk Radio on 1200 WAI. Uh, that was Matt Molak uh, giving the background and the history and the start of the, the David's Legacy Foundation to raise awareness about cyberbullying and what that can do to cause great harm um, up to the point where it will cost lives as it did with David's. So this has gone on now um, from a legislative perspective. It seems like, as you said, you got this kind of ball rolling, some momentum going. Things went pretty quickly through from a legislative spot, I understand there's a David's Law now? Yes, that's that's correct, Brett. We um, David's Law passed at the end of May, and Governor Abbott signed it the first week of June. And we feel like it's a really good bill. We went into it after we uh, had met with all stakeholders that would have any kind of influence over this bill or that would be affected by it, teachers, school administrators, school boards, mental health providers, uh, you name it. We tried to include everybody in the uh, early stages of working on this law. And so we're, we're excited that it goes into effect September the 1st and uh, feel like it's a, it's a really good bill. Uh, the most import, important part of it for us is that it, it follows kids off campus. And that's going to be huge because we know that kids who are victims of cyberbullying have the same, you know, types of, of reasons why um, they don't want to go to school and they don't go to school. And so it's our job to keep our kids in school. And so to be, for them to be able to um, research it and investigate those types of, of incidents, we feel like that's really going to be a, a big change. Yeah, and because you, you can't have these the situations where the abusers, the, the bullies, are skirting these rules to where, look, here's the little line at the edge of campus. I'm going to walk over it, and I'm going to send the text message. I'm going to take a photograph of you from there, and I'm going to make people laugh at you. I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable to walk the halls. That needs to be able to extend everywhere because now with the, the reach of the Internet, this idea of on-campus and off-campus is not the same as it was when we were kids. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's very blurred now. We felt like it would take school districts so long to be able to determine whether or not an event occurred on campus or off campus. It just made sense that they spent more time investigating the reasons why our kids aren't going to school. Yeah, so uh, with this uh, going uh, into effect uh, at the start of the school year here, just a, a couple of weeks uh, after we're uh, airing this uh, program right now, if folks wanted to learn about uh, David's Law, uh, where would they go online to uh, find out more about it? We have some information on our website about David's Law. But it's my understanding that each school district will have a legislative uh, brief from their school attorneys or from um, school board administration um, organizations to let the schools know exactly how they need to comply 
with the law moving forward. And it's not just this bill, it's several other bills that will affect them um, starting September the 1st. So, uh, yeah, if you're out there and you're uh, part of a school administrative staff, uh, you're a teacher at a school, and you're not hearing anything um, as you get back into in, in, in service here or maybe in your first uh, weeks of school, depending on when your district starts, if you haven't heard anything yet about this, um, ask your uh, school uh, principal, uh, or if you're a principal, ask your district administration, because um, you should be hearing about this so that you can help uh, the kids across uh, the state of Texas. And then, ideally, this goes as an example for the rest of the country, and we see this type of protection for kids roll out uh, across the nation. Yes, I, I, I think so. The um, A lot of people keep an eye on Texas, and and, uh, and I think we'll follow suit and, and hopefully use this as, as a model program. Well, when this started uh, in January of 16, we the legislation or legislature was, was not in session, and so we had a lot of time to look at what other states uh, had in place and uh, and also challenges that are, that are ongoing or pending uh, on, on certain parts of the legislation. That, and, and so we were aware of those things and, and we intentionally put language in that hopefully will, will keep us from having to face those kind of challenges, but also you know, solicit input from all the different, uh, different stakeholders. And, and as far as the school is concerned, we realize that this, whatever laws put in place is applying to public schools regardless of their size and location. And so we left a lot of the, the actual uh, process and procedures up to the, uh, to the individual school districts to come up with on their own. We're just coming up with, with basic, uh, basic guidelines. And really all along, this, the, the, the legislation was just, gonna, just a piece of the solution. It's something that was missing. We, were, we didn't really have anything on the books here in, in uh, Texas that addressed this. Uh, some of the stuff that was on the books was the harassment statute and it talked about pagers and calling people and hanging up. So, so it was, it was uh, very much outdated. And so, uh, but this is just gonna uh, form the framework and, but to, to really address this solution, there's other things that need to happen. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, an amazing start, um, and it could not be coming at a, a better time. I think as you, you see um, kids even down now into elementary school asking their parents for a phone. Um, and if you're going to give your child in elementary school a phone, um, all of the major phone carriers make phones that uh, have good parental controls and restrictions on them to where uh, they can call you. They can call 911. Um, they can send text messages to you as a parent, um, but you can restrict absolutely everything else on the phone. What you can do and, and what there is out there on the internet, uh, an elementary school uh, kid does not need unfettered access to the internet, even middle schoolers as well. Into high school, they uh, there's lots of things on the internet. Would you drop your, your child off in the middle of uh, a downtown in a major city uh, without any supervision because that's the digital world of that is on the internet and everything can happen there everything can be seen there you can get all sorts of, of stuff happening and and with this being able to hold those criminals accountable if you were physically assaulted on the street there's laws that take care of that but today some of this behavior between what's going on online with the the kids is not getting uh, held to a in many states in many areas still not a a criminal standard it's the was kids we used to say sticks and stones will break my bones but words won't hurt me well not true um not not with the the power and the amplification and the manipulation that um, we've seen 
um, very tragically in David's case and a, a handful of others that have been widely publicized uh, across the country already. Right. One of the things that we've learned is that the reason why it's so devastating on kids is that not only do their entire social circles see the comments, but it's all, you know, it's shared over and over again. And, you know, to, it can reach thousands of people and with just one click. And then the worst part about it is that they know that it never goes away. If somebody has screenshotted it, it'll be out there forever and that they live in, in, in you know, constant anxiety just waiting for it to reappear up on the Internet. Yeah. For those listening out there, for parents that are uh, trying to learn about some of these different applications, uh, kids will try to use something called Snapchat, which is, in theory, this messaging application where the messages disappear and they, they can't have that happen. Um, there's been a, a number of, of cases where uh, those messages have found out that they weren't um, ephemeral, that they were preserved. And Snapchat's fixed some of the things in their software, uh, but it still doesn't prevent somebody from having two phones and taking a picture of the other phone. So there's, uh, if, and, and it's hard for kids to understand all of these things either. They're getting told from the software perspective that this message is going to self destruct in 10 seconds and it's not going to. And it, um, anything you can and say through technology is getting recorded very likely and getting kept. Um, and then they are living in that fear or anxiety of it coming back or showing up again that when, well, as I think as kids, we all probably slipped and fell in the hall or we did something ridiculous and, uh, and got made fun of for a day or, and the 20 people around us saw that happen. Um, now it's not just the 20 people around you. It's 20 million people on the internet, um, laughing, uh, at someone and, and what that can do for, uh, a youngster that's trying to figure out who they are and who they want to be and, um, what, they're out there looking up and trying to make people proud of them. And they have, they, they get positive comments, um, from their family, from their friends, from their teachers. But if you've got 20 million negative comments, there's no way that any of us can say 20 million positive comments to, to flip those things the other direction. Yeah, that's, that that's true. And, and I think what on the list of, of the many things that we wish we'd uh, had, had, had done differently or, or known more about uh, one of the things is is the technology and and, and starting early with our children with with certain uh, certain rules as far as what they can can have what what kind of apps they can have on their phone and, and passwords and all these things and and uh, we were just uh, our generation we're just unaware of of all, of all these uh, different features and and uh, don't didn't know about access to them and. And we're also like a lot of the people that we met in the legislature didn't realize that this was such such an issue that was that was uh, damaging our, our youth on a, on a, on a hour by hour minute by minute basis. And so yeah, I would just urge people to uh, to start early with their kids and and, uh, and and learn about the technology. And there's there's groups around that are teaching parents uh, more about uh, the technology because. I, our fear is that now that there are some laws in place that they'll start using some of these uh, lesser known um, uh, sites uh, after school or some of the other ones they're always coming up with some and uh, where you know the parents don't don't even see an icon on the phone uh, but they're but the kids are 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 communicating on this and and uh, and so it's just important for parents to know what's what's going on it it, uh, it you can think that it's intrusive, but um, I, I think if you make the rules known, uh, it's typically the parent are, are the ones on the account, and they're the ones that are responsible for their, their kids' behavior 
uh, online and on the on the uh, these devices, and so they need to more, know more about what's going on with their their child's uh, uh, social media life. So tied to uh, David's Legacy Foundation and, and David's Law, there's a, a campaign going on here to, to start this school year about about a pledge. Yes, we're excited. We um, have just launched the David's Law Anti-Cyberbullying Pledge. And what that is, is it's, it's, it's a pledge that says, I will never use my device as a weapon. And it's, the symbol is, a, is an ellipsis, red ellipsis uh, texting bubble, which represents just sort of a time of waiting. You know, when you're, when you're when responded to a text and you're waiting for that person to respond back, you see the little bubbles going and you're just, you know, you're sitting there waiting for them to, to respond back. And so this is a reminder to parents and kids, communities, everybody uh, involved, that there is a, uh, a soul behind every screen and you need to think before you send. And so, so far it's just taken off like gangbusters and we're excited to say that we have sent um, thousands of stickers out, probably about 20,000 stickers in the last three days to school districts all sorts of different PTA organizations, parent organizations, individuals, church groups. Um, and so everybody is getting on the bandwagon and knowing that with this law coming you know, up September 1st, that everybody needs to be aware of what the new consequences are and to just make a change in culture. So if uh, we have a listener out there that would like to uh, donate to help you uh, funds some more stickers to raise the awareness for the campaign or if they wanted to order an order of stickers for their school or their church or their school district is, is there a way they can can get involved there yes absolutely on our website davidslegacy.org um, there is a way to to donate if they would like to help with this sticker campaign and there is also uh, a way for them to uh, order stickers the stickers are free of charge and we are just excited to be able to have the opportunity to send these out to schools and get students on board and just start the school year with just a completely different uh, change of culture. If you've been listening and want to be able to share this story uh, with others, uh, we will post this uh, online on Tuesday, uh, August 22nd, uh, the rebroadcast and replay. Uh, will go up uh, online on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. It'll also go onto iTunes Podcasts or Pocket Casts for an Android device. And this is a part of a an overall campaign at, at iHeart Media to help get the word out about uh, David's Legacy Foundation and to help to turn the tide here uh, against this cyberbullying and and uh, against what um, kids are doing to learn to be. Um, mean these days and and how we can change that so uh, you can also go to the uh, 1200 wai website uh, to see what else is uh, going on with david's legacy foundation uh, or onto the uh, iheart website and there's going to be uh, more news coming up uh, about uh, this and uh, other events and activities uh, across the state of texas Uh, we may uh, tease a, a few of those here in the second segment of the program after the news traffic and weather update here at the bottom of the hour Uh, But there will be uh, many more uh, things going on uh, to promote this throughout the school year. For those of you uh, looking to go, well, what are you guys going to talk about next? Uh, We'll uh, go into some more of the specifics about David's Law. Um, We may uh, share some some more stories and uh, really uh, dive 
into uh, the, the technology. Um, and even as a, a super technologically savvy parent, um, I've still had a, a personal experience and stories with this uh, that uh, we may get to depending on uh, how long the program goes. Uh, we'll be back after this break. Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. Uh, if you're uh, just joining us here after the news, traffic, and weather update, uh, this week I'm joined by Maureen and Matt Molak uh, from David's Legacy Foundation, and I'll let them uh, give a, a quick uh, coverage of uh, what that is, and then uh, we'll uh, dive into some of the issues uh, in a deeper manner in this uh, segment of the program. If you uh, missed the first half, It'll be online on August 22nd, Tuesday here, uh, after we're on the air tonight. Uh, if you're listening to us on that replay, um, then uh, thank you uh, for listening. And uh, please know that you can share uh, that replay uh, with others and uh, help spread the word and get the message out there. Um, these are the kind of things that we do want to be spreading online. Um, this is a, a positive uh, message and uh, working to uh, help kids and uh, help parents uh, educate their kids in um, the impact that their actions can have uh, online and it online is not just uh, fake avatar personalities it's not um, just things that don't transfer into the real world um, these are real people behind um, those digital devices um, and the, the bullies have the ability to hide behind a, a fake persona um, uh, Matt had mentioned one of the cases uh, in the, the first half of the program where the authorities spent a bunch of time trying to track down who the, the bully was. Um, and kids can be mean. Um, and when kids have the ability to be anonymous and form a mob and be in a group, they can be evil. Um, and that's not what any parent wants their child to do. But if, if you're um, unfortunately on, on either side of this as a parent, it's terrible. Um, and, and on the, the side where uh, you, everyone has responsibility here to be um, doing uh, everything we can do because it, it, kids, it's hard. Um, it's not easy growing up um, and the mistakes that are being made now, um, everyone across the world gets to see them. And, and this goes all the way into, I mean, even some of these things that online get um celebrated it's like the the bullying of rebecca black off of youtube like she got made fun of for the friday song and like um she did everything that, that she could to have kind of a positive thing about this but um she's out there doing her best trying to make uh, recordings trying to make songs that are happy and fun and and she became an internet meme um and millions of of kids made 
jokes and these things. And I'm sure that that hurt her feelings. And she probably had a lot of, of dark days and nights thinking that she was making great music and she was doing things that were going to make uh, fans happy out there. And she became the joke of the Internet. And it's that's just one real public example of this. But this is happening to uh, kids in every school everywhere in America. Things that they're doing are getting made fun of by mobs of other um, kids and some of them are actively instigating. It only takes one to actively instigate. And then you have a whole group of followers that just want to be seen as cool. Um, and they end up joining in and egging on and, and promoting that negative content uh, that really can be hurtful uh, to folks and can end up costing lives as it tragically did in David's situation. Uh, this is a pledge uh, that everyone should be taking um, to actively do what we can to prevent cyberbullying because these kids learn to be mean and they learn that they get rewarded for it as children. They're going to go become not good people as adults uh, and they're going to be able to you continue to use that bad behavior to take advantage and manipulate people. Um, we call it these politically correct things in the hacking world. We call it social engineering. Uh, I mean, this is one where maybe it should be called evil manipulation and terrible manipulation instead of something that sounds harmless like social engineering. Is um, that's ultimately what it is, is that you're uh, doing things psychologically to take advantage of other people or to cause harm to other people. And that's not uh, what I don't think any of our parents, uh, we don't wake up in the morning going, I hope I can raise my child to take advantage and, and harm and bully other people. Um, so thank you very much, uh, Maureen and Matt, for, for joining into this. Thank you for having the, the bravery to um, be public and vocal uh, about this to uh, turn this into uh, something that hopefully can make a positive impact on millions of, of other children's lives, um, even though it's not going to tragically be able to do anything to have David come back and join us again. That's right, Brett. We, we appreciate you, uh, you having us. Uh, we, uh, with the foundation, our, our whole focus is to, is to honor our son, by uh, putting an end to this kind of behavior, that the, the cyberbullying is is uh, is out of control. It's doing uh, a lot of damage. It's uh, the the suicide rates uh, among teenagers and, and adolescents is is, uh, is skyrocketing, and uh, a big uh, uh, contributing factor is the is the uh, advancing. Uh, uh, advancement of, of the uh, these social media sites and the ways that the children communicate and th that more of them have these devices and are and are using them um, basically 24 hours a day and so we with the foundation we're looking at, uh, at, at multi-prong approach it's not just the legislation even though we've, we've worked on that and, and now we have a law in place in Texas that's going to help but we're also spreading awareness uh, with the with the ellipsis campaign it's a and it's a anti-bullying uh, David's Law pledge. It's it's a simple statement that I I, I will not use my device as a weapon. But uh, when we see these three dots, the ellipsis, that uh, is what you see when you're uh, waiting for a, a person to uh, respond to a text to you. That uh, it's their time to to uh, think before they send. And you know the acronym think is it is it they can use that, and that's something that. Uh, that kids can use to talk about as a conversation starter, but uh, think about: is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? Is it uh, is it necessary? Uh, and, and so there's there's meaning behind the word behind the word think before you send. 
and so we're we're hoping to uh, to get this out to to schools and, and communities across the state. And we've all we've already sent out thousands of these, uh, not only in Texas but uh, out of state and and, and some to uh, to Canada. So it's it's definitely not a local issue. It's it's something that uh, that not everybody's aware of that, that uh, this is something that's that's damaging and, and dangerous for our for our kids and we need to do something about it one of the uh, items as we were um, getting uh, ready for you all to, to come and join us to, to talk today um, that we weren't able to talk about at all uh, before the break was uh, the don't bully me project can you uh, help us share a little about that yeah Brett so the, the don't bully me projects um, was started by a couple of local attorneys who had the idea right after David died that they've just really felt like something needed to be done about this issue. And so they started digging into their law books and realized that there were some holes in the law, but that there were also some ways that they felt like that they could help parents and minors that were uh, victims and targets of this type of abuse. And so they've, they reached out to every large uh, law firm in San Antonio, and the, every firm that they reached out to told them yes, that they wanted to be a part of this Don't Bully Me project. And they're going to provide pro bono legal services for families and victims um, of cyberbullying, as well as um, revenge porn, um, you know, pictures that are taken, and there's blackmail behind them. There is, um, you know, all sorts of other dangers other than cyberbullying that are out in the internet world that we need to teach our kids about. There's a new um, an app out there called the Blue Whale Challenge, and San Antonio just lost a child uh, because of that game. And so um, the Don't Bully Me Project, which is interesting also, this stands for my son's initials, David Bartlett Molak. We have, have not done a full-blown launch. We've done a soft launch, and so far we've already helped probably 25 families in San Antonio over the last year who have had issues, you know, one way or the other around uh, cyberbullying. And so the plan for, for this is to build a model that we can share with the other boards in the different large cities in Texas. And we've already been, uh, the Houston Bar Association has already reached out and they are very interested in, in learning more about the Don't Bully Me Project and how they can we can bring this to Houston. And uh, so if you um, happen to be one of the uh, attorneys that d- listens to this program on a regular basis, we have some cyber and IP intellectual property folks. Uh, please, if your firm's not involved, share with the, the partners there. Uh, reach out and uh, join us if you're in a listening in uh, iHeartMedia uh, via iHeartRadio online um, in another state. Um, let's r- reach out and then as well and see if you can get your firm and get um, this Don't Bully Me uh, project started because for parents uh, going through this, and Matt, we were talking a little bit during the the break there at the bottom of the hour uh, about some of the discovery rules that are going to get changed with David's Law potentially or related to that here in Texas. This can be intimidating and complicated for a parent. Uh, They've got a child that's crying. The child won't tell them um, what's causing it. You have a suspicion that it's something on their phone. Um, you have a suspicion that kids potentially are committing criminal acts, uh, but to be able to engage an attorney to know what can I go ask to find out about, who do I talk to in the authorities, um, that's all stuff that um, no parent is an expert in when they get into the situation. That's right. It's 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 a tool for for parents and and whose children are, are being victimized, 
and they're not getting anywhere with the school. They're not uh, getting anywhere with uh, with the aggressor. Or maybe they don't know who who the aggressor is. But uh, under the current civil laws, they're able to to go out and, and get some kind of injunctive relief, and uh, and and so that's that is available currently. And and if if anybody is is experiencing uh, these kind of issues, their, their child is, is getting attacked. The, uh, the uh, davislegacy.org uh, website, you, you can go on there and, and there's a DBM project uh, tab and you put the information about what's going on uh, with, with uh, your child and, and the attorneys will contact you and, uh, and help you with that. Um, it, they've, um, like, like Maureen had said, they've helped uh, uh, dozens of people and, and and really haven't had to go to the courthouse to do it I think if you when you show up to the school or, or uh, with with an attorney or or a call is made to uh, to an aggressor's family then um, then people realize that this is serious and, and they take action unfortunately they haven't had to uh, to do anything at, at, at the courthouse yet um, but this is uh, this is available now it, it hasn't been officially rolled out but um, but, but it, it is, uh, is ongoing and, and effective, and uh, they're doing a great job. Yeah, so if you're uh, one of the attorneys that's uh, volunteering in this or one of your firms, please uh, thank you uh, for doing that. And um, it's appreciated by my, myself, and I'm sure all of those parents uh, praise thanks back on you. And uh, as a, a community, uh, this is important work that can really make a, an impact in, in people's lives. So um, for, for those without the uh, law license out there um, and other listeners that are going, well, I want to get involved, I want to help, uh, what can can the other uh, folks out there in the audience uh, do to help help you spread the word and uh, to help uh, make the changes that we, we need to have out there in society? So on our website, davidslegacy.org, we have a, a contact us button. You can go there and put your information in and that will go to our foundation. And we have uh, you know ways for people to get involved and and join us with some of our events that we're putting on. But the, but the most important thing right now is that we're um, thinking about the, the beginning of the school year and teaching kids what this law means and parents as well, because the law not only affects the education code, but there's also a civil and criminal component to this bill. On this, uh, we changed the harassment code a little bit to include ways that minors are cyberbullied. And so it is now a class B misdemeanor uh, for cyberbullying a, a minor, and it turns into a class A misdemeanor if suicide baiting is involved and that child actually acts on it or they don't abide by a restraining order or are a multiple offender. And so those changes are really important because in the past there really hasn't been any consequences for this kind of behavior. And that was one of the things that so many parents told me when they reached out to me after David died to tell me about their similar stories. And they just kept saying, nobody can be punished for this kind of behavior. How can this be? This is so damaging. And so to be able to say, stand up there now and say, you know, there are consequences. We need to let kids know that. So that's what's going to be really important when the school year starts. And so we're asking people to, to contact us and we'll send you stickers. 
And you can take those to your school districts and your uh, principals and tell them about David's Law and tell them that you want to be a part of this campaign and be the champion of that school and be our liaison. Because we're, we're hoping that we can reach to every school in San Antonio and ultimately every school in Texas. Oh, so, uh, yeah, if you're uh, out there uh, listening and uh, want to help with uh, financial support uh, as well, uh, you can uh, donate uh, to David's Legacy Foundation uh, on the website. Uh, so uh, as uh, CyberTalk Radio here, uh, we're going to donate $1,000 uh, to the foundation um, to help out. Uh, would encourage our listeners to uh, go ahead and see if you can uh, match and, and beat the CyberTalk Radio donation uh, ourselves. Uh, and this is uh, also a part of an overall uh, campaign um, going out across the uh, 1200 WAI uh, and iHeart Radio. Uh, so we were looking at uh, one of the uh, pieces uh, that uh, iHeart has uh, helped you with um, during the break as well. Can you share a little bit about that? And where can people find that online? Yeah, so that's that's the beauty in all of this is that we have had some really amazing partners come to us and just want to be part of the solution. And iHeartMedia is one of those. And so when we first met with them, we were throwing around all sorts of ideas. And one of the ideas that they had was having their music talent uh, come into their studio and take the David's Law Pledge. And they would film that and, um, and, and post that on their social media. And so we have our, we have our first one that is getting ready to be um, put on social media, and we hope that people will, will look for it. Michael Ray, and uh, we're thrilled that he was able to talk about David's Law and the importance of being an, an anti-bully advocate. And so um, the other thing that we're going to be doing with iHeartMedia is bringing in teens to be part of a teen board. And each month, we'd like to, to give these teens a topic and let them brainstorm and come up with solutions to these problems with the different apps and with maybe teaching parents how to navigate through it. We strongly believe that it's going to be the kids that are going to be able to make a difference in this issue. You know, this is the language that they speak. They've grown up with it. They don't know any different. And when people say, well, why don't you just take their phone away from them? You know, that's just not going to work because this is how they communicate with each other. They don't know anything different. And so it's our job to teach kids how to use it appropriately and safely. I mean, you know, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of dangers out there in the Internet, and it's not going away. But we just, it's our job as adults to teach them how to navigate through that. Yeah, and it, and for those listening, the years go by pretty quick for us as uh, adults. That if uh, we think back now, uh, the internet really came into fruition in the late 1990s, and um, uh, kind of there was the dot com bubble ended at 2000. And if you fast forward now, we're in 2017. Those kids that were born in the dot com bubble are now seniors in high school. Uh, so these kids have been born and raised and grown up in an era where what do you mean there wasn't an internet? Yeah. What do you mean you, you couldn't get online? What do you mean there was one phone in the house and mom could pick up the phone and listen to my phone call on the other phone? Like that, it's, it's a completely different world. And as, as parents, sometimes we can 
um, not necessarily realize how quickly things are changing. Maybe we see these tools and technologies coming into our workplace, but they're going um, straight down into the, the hands of kids. And while used responsibly as adults, um, kids are still learning what responsible is. And they're going through that whole growing up and maturation process. I, I agree. And even uh, even in the past two or three years, there's there's been a lot of change. And, and uh, we have uh, two, two older sons that are there's a, a, a five-year difference between David and, and our middle son, Chris. And things have really changed uh, in between the time that they were in, in junior high and high school and now. They had the flip phones and they texted and, and, and Facebook wasn't quite, uh, it was just getting started. Uh, but it's just completely different and they didn't have these these chat rooms and, and these uh, these sites that were, were you're, you're basically anonymous and, and uh, they're, that are used to really for, for no good. I can't think of any purpose that, uh, that any reason that we have an anonymous site. It's, it's great for the, for terrorists to, to plan something against us or for people to, to plan things that are, that are, and they're up to no good. And so we just, we need to be aware of these sites and, 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 uh, and watch out for our kids and make sure they're not, uh, on those sites. Uh, doing something that they shouldn't be doing, uh, either as, as, a, as a victim or, uh, or or as an aggressor even, because uh, really this whole, this what we're trying to do, we're not just trying to, to take care of the victims. We, we know that there's something going on in, in the lives of the aggressors and they need help and they need help early, early on uh, because they're gonna grow up one day and they're gonna take this uh, to, their, to their work site and, and uh, and this is the way that, that uh, they think it's it's okay to treat people, and it's just uh, going to be bad in our in our community. And so that's uh, we're we're looking to help uh, all ch- all children. And and the main uh, uh, group that can help us are the ones that are kind of in between those that are that are that are they call them the bystanders, the ones that are just sitting there watching it happen and, and not really doing anything. And and and. In a lot of cases, that can even make it make it worse. Even a comment, "LOL" or "or this is great" or something like that, even though it's not uh, uh, very by itself is not uh, extremely damaging. Uh, if you add it into the other comments, it just makes that uh, that individual feel what I could call just another another lashing, another another stone that's being thrown at that child. And so um, we the the goal is to turn those. Uh, those bystanders into upstanders where they can make a positive comment or stand up for this person regardless of whether it's their friend or not. And uh, we've talked with experts that have implemented policies around the country and, and that's really the sign of success is, is uh, after the policies are in place and the training happens and the students and uh, there's awareness and, uh, and people are aware of the damage that's, that's being done and they see that this is just unnecessary and, and it has has no purpose that uh, that the students uh, turn from uh, from bystanders to upstanders, and they're standing up for somebody, and it, it puts an end to it very quickly. There's no need for legislation. There's no need for parents or schools to be involved. It's all it's all settled and, and dissolved uh, at the uh, by by those that are, uh, individuals, the students that are on the, in those initial conversations, and so that's our that's our goal. Yeah. So. Uh, 
if you're just uh, joining us here now at the uh, end of the program or if you've been listening the whole way through and uh, you want to be able to share this uh, with others um, or if you're just new again in coming to to listen to the program in full uh, we'll be posting the rebroadcast uh, up online on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com uh, on tuesday uh, august 22nd uh, if you are listening to the rebroadcast and replay um, please know that you can share this uh, it'll also be on uh, our youtube channel uh, as well as on iTunes podcasts and uh, Pocket Cast for uh, those of you out there using an Android device. Um, there's more about um, David's Legacy Foundation uh, on uh, davidslegacy.org, um, as well as more about uh, what's happening um, with uh, iHeart to help promote and share the stories uh, and some of these uh, role models that kids look up to, um, country music stars, uh, pop music stars, saying that it's not cool to be one of the bullies. And... Uh, this is one of the, the strongest ways to influence um, our youngsters is to find out who is it that they look up to, who is it that they want to emulate and learn to be to be like, and then have those folks coming out with clear, strong messages, um, taking the, the pledge, saying that uh, they won't use their device for harm. They won't use their device to damage people, and they don't have, and as a, a role model, they say that if you're going to do that, you're they're not someone that you want to associate with they're not someone um that should be commended or get a plus one for it um it's it's those bystanders not saying hey stop this and it's even the just the followers just giving the plus ones and the thumbs up to the the hateful comments so uh thank you uh maureen and matt for uh joining us here this week and for all the the work that you're doing to uh, get this uh, message out and to turn the tide against this uh, behavior so that uh, years from now this is uh, no longer a problem in Texas schools or any schools uh, across the nation or around the world. Thank you, Brett. We, we really appreciate you having us and appreciate you using your, your show to, to help, uh, help us spread the word and, and do something about this. Thank you, Brett. We really appreciate it. <laughs>